I stepped through the jello-like surface of the mirror and found myself in a chilling, eternal night. A nightmarish landscape of limitless dimensions. A thick ground fog came up to my knees and made it difficult to breathe. Nothing was familiar and it took a few moments to steady myself. Then I saw it a short distance away above my head and I knew that I was surely not somewhere over the rainbow. A 13-foot-tall demon with the skin of a crocodile, horns of a ram and teeth like needles perched atop a floating outcrop of charred granite. His massive chin rested in his clawed hand. His yellow, snake-like eyes scanned his otherworldly domain before locking with mine. This is the story of how I first met the Demon King of the Mirror World. Its voice was so deep and penetrating that the marrow in my bones vibrated. Did it really speak, or was it all in my mind? What brings you here to me? I... <coughs> I... <coughs> Speaking in this realm was like making sound submerged in a dark lake. He made a casual wave at me with two clawed fingers. This should help. Again. I... I'm looking for my daughter. Daughter? Yes, Freya. She's only ten years old and she's not well. Not well? She has a condition. A heart defect. A defect? I can cure her just as easily as you can now speak. You do this for me? I don't know. Who are you? I'm Charles. Charles Puck. Oh, I already know your name, Charles. My question was, who are you? At that instant, I couldn't understand his meaning. I'm just a regular guy. A father, husband. I dabble in painting with watercolors. I work as a bookkeeper for Taylor Edwards and Company. A bookkeeper? I keep their accounts. Track all the sales transactions, you know, money in, expenses paid out, that sort of thing. Accounts? I also keep accounts. Do you really? It wasn't clear to me what type of accounts a demon would need to keep. There were no businesses or buildings of any sort around. Come with me, I shall show you. He floated down to my level without effort. For a being of great height and stature, he made no sound when his feet touched down. I followed him through the fog. We seemed to fly instead of walk. Every step seemed to bring us a thousand paces forward. Soon, strange shapes rose out of the fog, a landscape of surreal objects from Salvador Dali's nightmares. Some were broken mirrors of huge size, others were broken monoliths. Welcome to my humble abode. Humble abode? It was a massive castle of grey stone blocks, each the size of a truck. 
Black gargoyles shaped like winged hellhounds perched on the top of the battlements. They were carved from dark marble, but I swear I saw one flap its wings. The castle was set upon a huge mound of river rocks, or that's what I thought at first. As we climbed up the steep walk, I could see they were not rocks at all. They were charred skulls. Most were human. Some were animals. Dogs, goats, cows. But a few were skulls of creatures unknown to me. We crossed the dark drawbridge and passed beyond the walls. Heavy iron gates slowly fell behind us. Looking about the courtyard, I wondered if the castle were to keep trespassers out or to keep prisoners in. We entered the Great Hall. It was like a Roman Catholic cathedral with Gothic arches and thick pillars, but no pews, candles or confessionals. The ground fog gave way to reveal red marble floors that strongly resembled flowing blood. The demon's thunderous footfalls suddenly echoed. There was a large throne of gold perched at the end of the hall. I expected the demon to go and sit in it but it turned away to the right and pointed at a narrow stairway that curled down. We reached the bottom and came to large metal doors crossed with thick chains and a steel lock. The demon raised a finger and the lock fell open. It waved its hand and the chains swept themselves aside. The demon grabbed a key from the chain around his neck. It was a thick gold square key with odd-shaped indentations. He inserted it into a hole in the door. The two massive metal doors parted. A putrid stench emanated from the room beyond. The demon motioned for me to enter. I took a deep breath, fearing it would be my last. The room inside was lined with shelves set into the walls. On each shelf was a large mason jar that glowed a different colour. What is this place? This is my most cherished space in my entire kingdom. Welcome to my Chamber of Souls. I took a step closer to the glowing jars. They pulsed with soft light and something fluttered inside. I thought, butterflies or birds? But my stomach turned when I saw that in each glowing jar, those are hearts. The heart is just a shell. Those are souls. Souls? Yes, but these are old and stale. Not very valuable. Valuable? Souls have different values? Of course. Souls have weight. You've heard the phrase, I come to you with a heavy heart. Souls also have temperature. She's a cold-hearted bitch or a hot-blooded warrior. But most amazing of all things, souls have magic. Some souls are more magical than others. Come, let me show you. The demon led me to what I thought would be the end of the room, but as it turned, I discovered this chamber of souls was not a room at all. It was a labyrinth. Each turn led to a larger space, all lit by glowing jars of souls. Some rooms were purple, some blue, some were bright red. The demon made a turn down steep, narrow stairs. I stepped into a cavernous room with walls that seemed to flow with colours of the rainbow. These are the rarest of souls, the most magical 
my most collectible. You collect souls? Indeed. For I am the Demon King of the Mirror World. Collecting souls is my passion. A sinister smile floated across the Demon King's lips. Its needle-like teeth glimmered in the multicolored light. Its yellow eyes moved from jar to jar, as if assessing each jar's beauty. I never considered if demons experienced joy. Was I the first to witness it, or had there been others prior to me that had never made it out alive to tell anyone? Hmm. Do you see the sparkle? The effervescence? The richness of color? Does the bouquet hint at a meadow in the morning light, or a pine forest, or freshly wrapped tobacco? I must admit that these jars did sparkle rather than glow. The colors were alive. They fluttered and danced with each beat of the heart. I hadn't noticed that this area smelled much sweeter than the previous rooms. I could breathe easier. Was it my imagination that with each breath my heart felt less dread, less anxiety, less fear? Why do I feel lighter? It's the souls. It's their quality. These souls are like rare jewels. Aged fine wine or triple cream cheese. These are souls of great magic. Just being in their presence lifts your spirits. I see that and feel it. But what makes these souls so different from the others? These are the souls of remarkable individuals. Take this one for instance. The Demon King pointed at a small gold orange jar. The heart inside was small and delicate. This belonged to a child. My heart began to pound. Was this the heart of my Freya? Sonia was the eldest daughter of five, and at her tender age of ten years, she was forced to care for her other siblings when her mother was killed by terrorists. This young child marched her siblings through battlefield after battlefield. They hid during the day and moved in the evening until it was too dark to see. She fought off three militiamen, but they were eventually captured. While in their prison, she learned the myth of the mirrors. She was able to face two mirrors to create endless reflections. She touched the thirteenth reflection to open a portal and help her siblings escape certain death. How did she die? Die? Her soul lives on. Allow me to rephrase that. How did her soul come to be here on your shelf? Oh, that. She and I had a chat and came to an arrangement. Arrangement? What sort of arrangement? I'd save her and her siblings. I'd help her find a safe place and a way to pay for all their needs. What sin did she have to commit for you? Sin? Oh, nothing of the sort. She merely had to tell others of the mirror myth. It was that simple. Spread the gospel, so to speak. What other ways of worship did she have to perform? What other tithing was required? Tithing? That's a good way to look at it, yes. There was some of that, but alas, once her life began to prosper, she decided to step away from our arrangement. You haven't answered my question. Maybe not in the fashion you would like. What happened to her? She repaid me. 
with her soul? His only reply was a smirk and a shrug of his massive shoulders. Somehow, in some sinister fashion, he took that young girl's life. So, tell me about your Freya. What condition is plaguing her? Her heart. Two chambers didn't fully develop. Terrible thing. And yet, she's made it to ten years. It appears to have affected development in other areas. Her speech, movement, and her mind. So, not just a heart defect. You said you could heal her. What you want is not a healing. What you want is perfection. I want what every parent wants. A perfect child is a rather big ask. Are you saying it's beyond you? No, not exactly. My skills are unmatched. I am more than able, but I'm yet to be inspired to act. What inspiration do you need? Well, I could be moved to act. If we could... Come to some arrangement? <laughs> this is how I first met the Demon King of the Mirror World. This is where my spiral down begins. This is where I make my mark in the Chamber of Souls. This has been 13 Reflections, The Chamber.